This is All the Right Marketing, a publishing podcast by Cardinal Rule Press. Now, here's your host, Maria Desmondi. All right, so welcome, ladies and gentlemen. We are back on All the Right Marketing, learning and growing in this beautiful world of books. How can we get messages out into the world? And today we have an amazing guest with us who is Christina Nicholson, and she is someone who I look up to. She is a wealth of knowledge. Let me tell you a little bit about her. She's a TV host who helps business owners grow by reaching their ideal customers or clients through the power of traditional and new media without spending big bucks on advertising. She started her PR agency, Media Maven, after working as an anchor and a reporter for more than 10 years with an infant and toddler at home. In four years, she grew this business, Media Maven, to a million-dollar business with a remote team, which I find to be so amazing, and added another baby at home during that time. She is also the host of Become a Media Maven podcast and the founder of Podcast Clout, which sounds really interesting, so write that one down, a podcast database that makes it easier for PR professionals to build podcast pitch lists. You can still see her in front of the camera as host on Lifetime TV in national commercials on the TEDx stage and read her work online in HuffPost, Thrive Global Inc., Magazine, Business Insider, Fast Company, and Boss Babe. She lives in South Florida with her husband and three young children. Welcome, my friend. I am so happy to be on your podcast after you were on mine, Maria. Isn't that fun? (laughs) (laughs) Um, So can we just talk about how you met someone famous and he touched you twice? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, so it was David Beckham. It wasn't just somebody famous. It was a good looking man. And I mean, obviously I thought he was good looking before, but I have to tell you, he was so nice. That I was like, oh, now I'm actually like a big fan because you're actually nice. And the reason he touched me twice is because he was in South Florida doing a story on how he was bringing a soccer team to Miami. And he was kind of just going around all of the reporters and whoever his handler was like accidentally. No, his handler wasn't really paying close, close attention. And he came to me and that was like out of line. Like he wasn't, I wasn't next. So like he shook my hand and hello, whatever. And then his handler took him away. And then when he came back, I got the second handshake and oh, he told see. me great dress. And I was like, oh, thank you, David Beckham. Great dress. Oh, that's one to put in the books, <laughs> right? <laughs> so this is what you do. You are out in the limelight. You are out there in um, publicity and PR and it's a tricky place to be. Um, it, you can't just call up the local news and say, hey there, I'm in the book business. I'm a publisher. I have an author who has a new book coming out have him or her on. It doesn't work that way. So let's just dig in and talk about how does it work? Yeah. Well, it's funny because people will do that, Maria. It won't work very well, but they still do that. So yeah. So when I was working in TV, we got pitches all of the time. Most of them were terrible. So that's why I started my PR agency to kind of like, let me just pitch these clients the way they should have been pitched because I know how it works in a newsroom. So yeah, you know, we'll have authors on, we'll have librarians on. You just have to have a good idea that's newsworthy and not self-promotional. And that's where everybody gets it wrong. It's they just want to come on and they want to talk about their book and they want to promote this and promote that. When you wanting to promote something, that's not news. That's not newsworthy. Instead, you need to make it 
an idea that will benefit the people watching. You need to tie it in with something currently happening in the news, for example. That's called newsjacking. You need to tie it into something that's currently happening so it's relevant, so it is newsworthy. And that's that's the big trick there because when you are in a newsroom, you have a morning meeting, you talk about what's happening nationally, what's happening locally, are there any events? And based on the staffing and based on what's going on, we all get our assignments to go out and cover. So so if you can make your pitch stand out, make it a good idea, then you will get coverage. But the mistake people make is they focus so much on the promotion or they want people to go into the library or they want people to take their book writing course or they want people to, to buy their book that they just fall flat because they're mm -hmm. just so obvious about it. Yeah, I'm thinking of, um, I want to give you an example and see what you think. So I'm thinking a, a local library um, had plans to do this multi-million dollar renovation before COVID-19 shut them down. Um, they continued to do the renovations once they were given the okay, and now they're opening up and they really want um, people to be coming in. So they're, you know, they're doing self-service, 30-minute visits, what have you. So if they were to call up and say, hey, listen, part of what we've done with this multi-million dollar renovation is we have added a drive up service where you can collect your books, you know, you can put books on hold, you can collect them and you can go, you don't even have to come into the library. Something like that, where it's relevant to today where, you know, some seniors who maybe haven't gotten their vaccine, people are still a little bit timid and nervous. Maybe they don't want to go inside the library. Maybe they have um, a delivery service that will deliver books to your home. Would that be a little bit more newsworthy versus we are opening and we just did a million dollar re renovation. Exactly. I actually, I had a librarian take my online course and she ended up, she lives in a small town in Canada, like an hour away from where the TV stations live. And she will get them to drive an hour to cover some of the stories at her library because yes, she's making it newsworthy. Like you said, she's talking about the events and how the events can benefit the community. So the example you just gave, it's not look at us, look at our fancy new library with our renovation. It's look at us, look at our fancy new library with our renovation. And this is how we can help you. And this is how it works. And you have the COVID angle. Mm -hmm. Again, jumping on something that it's already being covered. People are already talking about it. So what's a new angle? What's a new idea where it can be covered? So that's a perfect example. I love that. And for those listening, whether they're booksellers, they're authors, they're librarians, you talk about how you can use media to actually sell more books without having ads. So what does that look like? What's the secret to that? Yeah. So it's super important to try to earn that media exposure. So there's three kinds of media. One is owned and that's your own. Like this is your podcast, Maria. You have your social media, you have your website. That's the media you own. Then the second one is paid. So that's paid advertising. Earned media, what I'm talking about right now is the third kind, and it's the only kind that attaches authority and credibility to it, where you can actually get the no like, and trust factor because you're hearing it from a third party. It's not somebody mm -hmm. telling you're great. It's not somebody um, paying to tell everybody you're great. It's somebody else. It's like a referral. It's like a word of mouth referral. So you should be looking for it for that reason. And the second reason it's great is because it's free. Yes, it takes time to find those newsworthy story ideas and pitch them, but once you get there, it will last forever because again, it's earned, it's not paid, it's not like you stop paying for it and it disappears, it'll be there forever, and 
you build that authority and that credibility. And then you can take that and you can put it on your social media. You can take that, you can turn it into an ad and you know, you kind of use it to, to snowball and make it last a little bit longer. But it's really important to, to again, just build that know, like, and trust factor with people who are consuming content that that audience reaches. That's fantastic. And I know a lot of people listening may feel like, gosh, this, this sounds wonderful, but it's completely out of my wheelhouse. So what if someone did want to, you know, get that earned media, where could they go? Like you mentioned a course, are there people that would help them? Like, could you hire a publicist to do this? Tell us a little bit more on how people could work with others to get there. Yeah. I mean, I have tons of free resources and even though I own a PR agency, I'm the first to say you don't need a PR agency. PR agencies are not cheap. You have to have a few thousand dollars a month to pay for a PR retainer. Yeah, you can go the freelancer route, um, and but then even then you're paying a couple thousand dollars a month. You can do it yourself. You just have to know what to do. And again, I have a bunch of free resources. Maria, you are on my podcast. That's a free resource, um, chatting with people about how they can publish their books. Um, but there's just so much you can do on your own if you are willing to take a few hours every week and do it. You know, I feel like there's a big difference between taking the courses, watching the YouTube videos, listening to the podcast and knowing what to do, then actually doing that and implementing it. Mm -hmm. I think we have like a problem in our culture today where everybody just wants to learn, 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 but then they have a problem implementing what they learned and then they complain that they don't get results. Like you're not going to get media exposure if you don't try. And it is something that is very much a marathon. It's not a sprint. I like to, um, I like to compare it to SEO. You can't just focus on SEO on your website for a month and call it a day. It's something that you have to continuously be doing. And just think about the way you consume content in the media, whether you're scrolling online, whether you have the TV on, you'll see something and it will intrigue you and it'll grab your attention. But then an hour later, how many things have you seen since then? You probably forgot about it. That's why it's important to consistently be seeing the same people, the same things, the same topics over and over and over again. So it's always top of mind. So when you are ready to pull the trigger and buy that book or visit that library, you're, you're going to think, oh, I've seen that a few times. I've heard of that here, here, and here. And that's what's going to make you pull the trigger on, you know, whatever that conversion may be. Yeah, those touch points. And there's there's a special number and it's it's definitely over six touch points in order to get a customer to go from cold to warm to purchasing. I think it's anywhere between six to 12, I've heard, or eight to 12. And that's a lot of touch points to get a customer. It's a lot of visibility of seeing the same kind of idea out there in media before purchasing. So that's fantastic. Yeah, and I mean, it can be media big and small. Like I talk to people and they're like, oh, I want the Today Show. And, you know, they, they name all of these big, huge brands. And it's like, yeah, that's great. But if you're also on something small and more niche, you could have potentially a bigger ROI. I had a client that I got on the Today Show, but it was a running app. There's lots of people who watch the Today Show who hate running. So they're not going to be interested in that. Does the Today Show help their credibility and authority? 100%. But when we got them in a magazine called Runner's World, they saw a much quicker ROI because everybody reading that magazine or visiting that website enjoys running. Mm, so don't, really get, don't get distracted by the Today Show, Good Morning America, because again, it's very, it's very different for everybody depending on what your end goal is, depending on your brand and depending on your audience. That's fantastic. 
So Christina, these are a lot of great golden nuggets, I like to call them. And I will definitely in the show notes link to those free resources that you're talking about. But where could people connect with you online where there are so many places? Where's your space? Yeah. So I think my, I mean, I'm everywhere online, but I think where I am most active is Twitter and Instagram. And you can find me there at Christina all day. I have my podcast, Become a Media Maven. And then I also have um, to help your audience if they want to see what an exact pitch looks like that can land them coverage. I share the exact pitch that I sent Pat Flynn to get on Smart Passive Income after I was on that podcast, it led to more appearances, the mastermind speaking gigs, lots of clients. They can get that at podcastclout.com slash Pat. So sure. copy and paste the pitch, turn it into your own and start pitching some outlets that have your ideal audience. And I think one of the greatest takeaways of this interview is that you can gain so much information and knowledge. It's basically out there for you. It's on google.com. But the big piece is taking action. Yeah, the big piece it is. is taking action. So thank you so much for your time today, Christina. And I hope to talk to you again soon. That was fun. I love chatting with you. You are like a human ray of sunshine. Cardinal Rule Press offers a variety of support to authors, booksellers, librarians, and families. Find out more at cardinalrulepress.com.